Hey guys, this is your host, Francisca Weinheimer, and welcome back to the Hikers Anonymous podcast. On this podcast, I help share people's inspirational stories about how hiking, backpacking, and the outdoors changed their lives. If you have an inspirational story about how the outdoors positively impacted your life, please send a short synopsis to hikeoregon at hikeoregon.net and put in the subject line podcast guest. Today I'm talking with Troy, who sustained a traumatic brain injury from a car accident, and he was told that he was never going to be able to walk again. Now he is an avid hiker and has even hiked 420 miles of the Pacific Crest Trail. To hear more about his incredible journey, keep listening. Let's go, man. Let's help people. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on here, Troy, today. Um, I would love to start off with knowing your kind of your backstory, your history with the outdoors. Were you um, outdoorsy as a kid with your family? Combination of the two. I, I, we were more so in the city and the suburbs growing up. But my mom's dad had a farm and we would go there frequently. So even as a young boy, I was I was out there fishing. And as I got older, got into hunting. So we were always in the woods when we could. That was like a, a family retreat to get out of the city. Yeah, awesome. Where did you grow up in the city? Born and raised in Southern Virginia. So I'm an East Coast boy. Okay. Okay. Awesome. What was your uh, favorite thing about the outdoors when you were a kid? Just being in nature. It's it's in hindsight. I didn't, of course, being a little kid, never realized, but it's been my sanctuary. Through life experience, discovered that I am a childhood brain injury survivor. So I've been kind of a little different and nature has always been sanctuary. So growing up, being taken out to my grandfather's or even when we were in the city, I remember finding outdoor sanctuaries like a creek and I would just go dive into the creek and flip rocks over, you know, salamanders, crayfish, all that fun outdoor stuff. Awesome. Um, So what uh, life events happened that kind of led you away from the outdoors? Well, I guess as I got older, I ended up, I was, I was fortunate enough to attend college and getting caught up in all that in school, partying, all the distractions of college. But I do remember one of my first car camping tent adventures, me and a couple buddies and our girlfriends, we went out in the woods, you know, campfire, drinking, smoking. After college, me and some buddies moved out west or to the southwest of Arizona. We car camped and tent camped, sightseed, played the tourist all the way out. And those experiences, being outdoors in nature, have always been a, a relief. The sanctuary, outdoors, away from the, the, the noise and chaos of cities. What brought you to Oregon? Well, I had a... Uh, a uh, near fatal car accident, truck versus tree, tree versus headbutt back in 2005. And it left me disabled with brain injury. I moved to the West Coast. I was just, I was actually headed to California, but I was determined to become a cannabis patient. 
because I knew in an experience in the past that when I smoked, I felt better. I didn't know why. Well, anyway, I moved to the West Coast. Coincidence after coincidence kind of kept me in Oregon. And the cannabis literally saved my life. And I'm still here to enjoy the outdoors and the sanctuary, the therapy the outdoors brings to my brain injury. That's incredible. Yeah, when I was reading your story, you said you were in the hospital for three months. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I, I, I hit the tree and uh, I, I woke up in a nursing home seven months afterwards. Wow. The hospital for three months and then nursing home for six months. I remember I remember the last two months, but I woke up in the, in the middle of the night like somebody flipped a switch. No memory. There's some old guy, some old guy in the hospital bed across the room. TV's on, had no clue where I was. This is not my cabin. Where's my dog? It was pretty, pretty crazy. I wasn't supposed to live. Allegedly, I wasn't supposed to wake up. They told me after I woke up that I was never going to walk again. I was never going to leave the nursing home. That was uh, probably the best thing they could have told me because a few weeks later, I was up walking around. A few weeks after that, I was walking right out of the front door. My motivation and ultimate reward was to take my dog hiking. I, I discovered after I, I woke up that my dog was okay. People were taking care of him. So hiking got me out of a wheelchair. June 25th will be 17 years since the nursing home. 2009, the fall, October was when I got to Oregon. And I have been seizure-free 14 years. I've been pill-free from the nursing home 17 years. All of the reliefs from cannabis allow me the ability to get out into the outdoors for the therapy I get there. I, I rewatched, I think it was your 2021 question and Q&A vlog. And you described it amazing when you get outside and the release inside your head, the, the, in nature. And I mean, you could watch nature on TV all day long, but unless you get out, as I've seen repeatedly on the news or, or read where outdoors is beneficial all across the board, mental health, you know, everything. Yeah. Physical health, mental health, pretty much any, everything. Yeah. I also reread here that you hiked 420 miles of the PCT. Tell me about this. I think it was 2014. I saw a National Geographic special about the PCT. I was like, all right, well, I got to do that. Well, <laughs> turns out after researching my abilities for my brain injury, whatnot, and that's kind of the region. It. So I gave up on that quest and for just a, a, a brain fart. I don't know. Maybe I smoked too much one day. I was like, well, I'm going to do, I'm going to do something different. And I came up with the, it was, it was the hiker X 420 project. And my goal, my goal was to hike 12 miles a day, six days a week, six weeks. And I was leading up to the 10 year anniversary of my accident. So to celebrate, commemorate my accident. I, I, I was attempting this adventure to promote brain injury awareness in the, in, in the 420 specifically to make a statement on the benefits of cannabis to my brain injury. 
So anyway, I did, uh, I, I got dropped off at, at, at Highway 99 right by Callahan. I hiked 210 miles north and then back 420 total. And you'll appreciate this. My turnaround at 210 was Charlton Lake. Your, your, your silly Charlton Lake vlog. That was your first one, wasn't it? Yep, yep. My first first uh, real hiking YouTube vlog, yep. <laughs> and, 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 of course, you being in Oregon is part of the reason I, I kind of gravitated to your YouTube vlog. So, But check this out. I just got online a year ago. I have been offline for 13 years because of my condition. I had no clue. I, I had heard what vlog and YouTube, I didn't know what it meant until a year ago. So now being being back online, the installer mentioned Roku. So I got Roku that led to YouTube. I think I think your your Rogue River hiking vlog was the first one I watched. And it, and in all this time, I spend too much time watching YouTube, but I've become a YouTube viewer, but now I led to this. So here we are. That's amazing. <laughs> I feel like you uh, had some benefit of not knowing what all this was. Because <laughs> I feel like now that, like, once you're in it, it's hard to kind of disconnect. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's been overwhelming because, you know, I, I, it's just a lot to comprehend. And, and, and over those 13 years, all I would do is just go to like the local internet cafe or the library, check my mail, read the news, weather, get the hell off of it. Cause I just, I discovered that technology can give me headaches. And when you live with headaches, you know, you try to avoid shit. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> so, but anyway, it's a journey. I've been online for a year and now we're here and Amazing. Amazing. How has the outdoors helped shape you into the person you are today? It, it's the whole, for me, it's always been, I, like I mentioned, a childhood brain injury survivor. And I never knew it then, but I always gravitated to the woods. And now it's even, it's, it's even more important because that release of my, that the, the the brain conflict when I'm out in the woods is, is there. Last year, after I moved to town, I went exploring on a drive. I ended up at Graves Creek at the Rogue River and discovered that was the beginning of the Rogue River hiking trail. And then I kind of wanted to hike that trail because I'd already done the PCT, yada, yada. So I spent a considerable amount of time getting back in shape last year so I could accomplish that. Caught freaking COVID in August. And it didn't really, that wasn't too bad, but the long COVID kicked my ass at the end of the year. Then we had that fire that shut down that whole area, that forest fire last year, the Brown Creek fire. So that kind of, I didn't get to hike that trail last year. So recently getting back in shape, hiking three, four days a week. So I could do that. That'll be really fun. Spring is like the best time to hike the Rogue River Trail. Well, I was out hiking. We have some local trails here. It's a, it's 500 acres and has 10 miles of trails in it. It's just a sanctuary for me. But all the spring flowers are starting to, starting to bloom over there. It was a treat. Yeah. Oh, amazing. They're not quite out here yet, but I imagine Southern Oregon, you get them a little bit sooner than we do yeah, here. Yeah, probably so. Hell, they're calling for ninety low 90s on Friday. It's going to be summer on Friday <gasps> for a minute. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And then it's going to be Considering we haven't gotten any warm weather. <laughs> I know it's been 50 degrees for three months up until like a week ago. And now it's going to be 90 something. Um, so I guess another question I have is how has your hiking journey changed from the beginning? Whether that be like before your accident or after your accident to now? Let's see. I guess before my accident, when when I lived in, in, in the Southwest, I lived in lived about 30 minutes south of Sedona, Arizona. Yeah, I could I could sit outside of my bed's little town called Cottonwood and I could sit in my backyard and smoke a bowl, watch the sunset over Sedona. Anyway, my favorite thing to do is I worked in construction, so I'd get off we'd start real early to beat the heat and get off work at like two. I'd run home, grab my dog, and go for a drive out into the desert, park the Jeep, try to hike to the top of a base and smoke a bowl, watch the sunset. So those were just, you know, just hikes to get out and exercise. But now it's more because of the therapy for my brain injury. Before it was just a, you know, that was something that was my thing. That was fun to do. My favorite thing to do is take dog hiking. I forgot. Chase, Chase, C-H-A-S-E, Chase the Eco Doggy. It's the only vlog I've ever done, but it's on YouTube. I got a little skit about him picking up trash. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) It drives me insane to be on a trail and find litter. I just, it just bonkers. So I've I've for decades been picking up other people's crap. Well, anyway, my dog got into it. I could be hiking and there'd be a bottle and I could point to it and be, Chase, go get that, fetch that trash and bring it back to me. So anyway, there's a little skit on YouTube that people might find amusing. Oh, that's fun. What are some lessons that you've learned through being in the outdoors or even just um, through backpacking, maybe? You got you to gotta just go do it. Like I said earlier, you can watch it on the on TV all day long until you get out and you can experience it. It's like the other, uh, maybe a month ago, I was out of the trails hiking and just stopped. It was I, I just that release of my brain problems, that 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 conflict in my brain just released and I was listening to nature breathe all of it, the birds, the wind, listening to the, it was, it was, it was a warm day. So the, the, the frogs were chirping, just experience, just the weight lifted. Amazing. One of my favorite things about Southern Oregon is the, the amount of birds you guys have down there. Is it, is it, is it different than where you are, I guess? I feel like it is. It I, I notice that every time I hike in Southern Oregon, I hike I'm hiking down the trail and I'm just like overwhelmed by the sound of the birds that we just don't get as much of here for some reason. And I love it. It's it's incredible. It adds so much to the hike. I'm like, it, wow. It, it truly <laughs> does. It truly does instead of a, a dead silence. Which I have, you know, more so, I guess, in, in like the burnt forest fireplaces, I've, I've I noticed that as well. Yes, an eerie silence for sure. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you're not hearing. Eerie. Yep, you're not hearing the wind in the trees because the trees are burnt. There aren't animals out. Yeah, uh, what's currently one of your favorite things about going outside, hiking, backpacking? Hiking. I, I I haven't been on a on a overnight backpacking trip since my charity hike, but day hikes all the time, and that's 
to stay in shape and my cannabis therapy to allow me to function enough to get out and get to the therapy in the woods. Amazing. So the Rogue River trip will be your first backpacking since the PCT? Yeah, that's that's, that's the, the plan right now. Whether, whether I can get it done here soon or in the fall. Yeah, definitely don't go like after mid-June. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it'd be way too hot. Yeah, yeah. I with I, That's one of my... My symptoms is I, I can't I can't be out in the summer sun or heat. I just get instantly sick and, and debilitated, so I couldn't even consider that in the summertime. I'd have to be on the coast or up in the Cascades if I were to do any summer hiking. Uh, what was your one of your favorite things about the your PCT section hike that you did? I got serenaded by wolves. It was amazing. I was I was close. I was getting close to Crater Lake National Park from uh like I said coming where I had by that point I had passed Hyatt Lake and I was about ten miles south of Crater Lake National Park and I had just woken up and got all the camp stuff, put my backpack on, started hiking. I had my ear I had MP three player jamming earbuds in and I heard this crazy noise. I stopped and ripped out my earbud and I can hear a wolf howling. How do I describe? It was, I was so giddy. It was one of those moments where it was like, holy crap, that's the coolest thing ever. So I'm keeping on hiking, keeping on hiking, and the wolf howls again. Of course, I'm I'm just in heaven hiking on clouds. Ah, woohoo. So I hike, I hike, and it, like three or four times, this wolf howls, and, and it was the side of the mountain sloped up. To my left, I'm going northbound, and it goes down into a short valley to, uh, excuse me, to my right. Bunch of underbrush, and this whole time had no concept. It never occurred to me there's an apex predator, you know, close. And all, all of a sudden, this wolf howls again, and he's not down below me. He's come up in front of me. He howls back at me, and it was with so much force and power. I, I, I literally felt the shockwave kind of vibrate through my chest. It was just unbelievable. And that was the only time I started to get nervous. I had my bear spray out, my air horn out. <laughs> I don't, you know, what do you do? Oh, I'm sure he saw me and I couldn't see him because of the underbrush. Oh, it's so close. And I, and I saw something out of a quarter of my left eye and I look up and there's another hiker coming down the trail and his eyes were you know the size you know, the size of saucers because he's hearing this too and we we got together and started talking and evidently that scared the wolf off he howled like one or two more times each one further in the distance and then a, about a week later i guess i was like 20 miles north of crater lake and it was the middle of the night i remember waking up and seeing my my wristwatch said 1.14 in the morning, and as I'm trying to go back to sleep, a wolf starts howling. So it's, a, you know, I'm 20 miles from pavement. There's nobody around. I got I got bear spray and an air horn. What the hell do you do? Fortunately, I didn't get attacked, but I didn't go back to sleep. That was, that was, that. When there's an apex predator within shouting distance, it's, it's, and you're in a tent. I, I, I think I developed quite a realistic phobia of getting attacked in my tent while I sleep at night. 
that was probably my my favorite part. So we're getting getting cheered on by Mother Nature. Yeah! Wow! Incredible! Yeah, the the that Southern Oregon wolf pack has grown quite large. <laughs> that's that's what they say. This was yeah. The, I don't. I only heard one wolf. I don't know whether it was a lone wolf or, but anyway. What is a message you would like to share with the listeners? Everybody knows to don't drink and drive. Cannabis saved my life. I'm still I'm still able to get out and hike multi-symptom remedy for multi-symptom mental fucking misery excuse my Tourette's when, when you can defy the odds and, and, and prove them all wrong I would I was told I was never gonna walk again and and with the assistance and the relief and not not having to be on you know pain pills or anything like that because while that might take away the physical pain, it adds so much misery to your life. I would have, ne- I would have never. I was ready to give up, man. I, I literally, I, do, I, I came really close to dying in my accident, but I, I was at a point where I was ready to give up. Where I mean, I had, I had the barrel of my nine millimeter up against my head, ready to give up, because because of the discomfort from the brain injury that ultimately led to me moving out west to become a cannabis patient because i knew it would help you know i just i just knew and that was my last hope that was my only hope because i knew the pills didn't work and and as a wild crazy young man my younger self he wasn't very smart but he experimented and I've, i've except for sticking a needle in myself i've done just about everything you know it's 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 pretty crazy to be alive and witness the revolution the the awareness of brain injuries finally coming coming about the nfl helped with that with the concussions and that's that's a part of part of my my brain i registered my brain to be studied for the cte football player disease when i pass away my brain's registered to be studied at Boston University. I don't. The, I don't even think we. I even mentioned that out out of out of my accident. I was researching on the internet my condition. I went for years and years and didn't know my condition had a name. I, I moved to Oregon, found out my condition had a name. Doing uh, research on the internet is when I discovered I'm looking at traumatic brain injury frontal lobe symptoms. And during that internet search, it occurred to me that 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 was my whole life, right there on the screen. And that that ultimately led to, I guess, my my I, I suffered at the time retrograde amnesia, like I couldn't remember everything, bits and pieces. But knowing the symptoms is what helped me discover from my youth. That I have been in a in, in, in a conflict with my brain and brain injury. Interesting, yeah. So I bet you that helped kind of realize things from your childhood and your past that you were like, "Why was I having such a hard time with this?" And absolutely, because of you know, everybody's brain is different. Everybody's brain injuries like a like a fingerprint; they're different. But when when you hit your head and your wires get crossed. Sometimes the side effects are 
aren't, aren't always positive. Yeah. Did you ever ask your parents what may have happened when you were a child? The accident at daycare, I got knocked out. I still have, I still have the remnants of that knot on my forehead. And my doctors confirmed that because I suffered that head injury when so young, it made it, it made it more, I guess you could say it was easier or more prone to suffer. It didn't take as much effort for me to suffer another concussion. I remember playing uh, peewee football. I was nine years old, lived in Hawaii. This was 1980. And I remember, I think it was a game, maybe practice. I remember going to the coach and I was almost in tears. I was like, man, my, my head hurt so bad, coach. He was like, oh, you'll be okay walking off. Get back in there. You're doing great. And now in hindsight, you, 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 you can't walk off a concussion. Thank you so much for coming on here, Troy. Oh, I'm, fl- I'm flattered and honored. I don't, I don't know whether I got the message across, but brain injury awareness, prevention. I think it was great. <laughs> Hopefully we can help somebody, man. That's the whole point of everything. Yeah, totally. Totally. Smoke a bowl and go hiking. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, if you have an inspirational story about how the outdoors positively impacted your life, please send a short synopsis to hikeoregon at hikeoregon.net and put in the subject line podcast guest. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and happy trails.